Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I am your host, and I'm super excited to be joining you today. If you're new here, welcome. I am honored to be able to walk with you on this journey, and I'm really excited today because in the last few days, especially after Labor Day, you start feeling that crisp fall air, especially in the mornings, and I'm really excited to be able to enter into the season of fall and all of the fun things that fall brings with the leaves beginning to change. I was in northern Minnesota for Labor Day, and that was the first leaves up there were starting to change, so we were already getting some fall color, and that was super exciting. Along with that, all of the other fun things, so the hot cider, hot tea, um, all the fun hot drinks um, along with that. Sweater weather is coming and that's super exciting because I love sweaters and they're cozy and they're warm. Um, And even more so, I love blankets and wrapping up in a bunch of blankets. So blanket weather is coming, which is really exciting. Um, Fall soups and just the cuisine of fall and the colder weather food is really exciting. And the pumpkin flavored things are coming, which is also exciting. Actually, I'm not a super huge fan of pumpkin spice lattes, um, but I do really love pumpkin bread and pumpkin muffins and pumpkin pie. Um, All of the pumpkin flavored desserts are really exciting to me and definitely a fall thing. So I'm really excited for all of those things and just the transition of the seasons because I feel like the transition of the seasons is such a beautiful time to make a transition in our lives and just to step back and to um, transition into the next season of what life is going to bring us. So I'm really excited for just all of the beautiful things that fall is going to bring us, and I hope you are too. Um, I know that after fall comes winter, which I think is my least favorite month. Um, I love Christmas, and I love snow for Christmas, but beyond that, I don't really like winter a whole lot. Um, So I know that's coming, um, but even in the midst of that, there's a lot of beautiful things that are on the horizon. So I'm really excited, um, and I'm also excited to dive into this episode today because we're going to be talking about something that's super joyful, super exciting, and is actually a transition in life as well. Um, so this is really exciting. Um, we're going to be talking about an engagement and what to do once you get engaged. Okay, so I know a lot of people get engaged and they think there's a million and one things that they have to take care of and they have to do, and it can be really overwhelming, but it should be something that is really exciting and something that you should be able to enjoy and uh, just relax and 
just bask in the glory of being engaged. So I just want to give you kind of a little list of things that we can do once you get engaged so you're not overwhelmed, you can enjoy the new season of being engaged, but also take care of the couple of things that you do need to take care of pretty quickly after you get engaged. So the first one is pretty obvious, and that is on deciding your wedding date. So this is a decision that's going to be made with your family. So both of your families, what is convenient for them. Um, a lot of people might have a preference for the season that they want to get married in. So taking that into account um, and also taking into account the availability of the church that you would like to get married in as well. So just taking all of those things into consideration and coming up with a good date for your wedding is the very first step. And obviously along with that, booking your church for the wedding because what you need to get married is your witnesses and your church. So these are obviously the very biggest things and the ones that you want to take care of first. Okay, so once we have that all planned out and you have your wedding date, you want to make sure that you enroll in marriage prep with your church or your diocese. So this means that you're going to probably meet with um, probably a pastor or another priest um, several times before you get married so you can know that you have um, talked through different things that you should know before you get married, as well as learn a little bit more about the um, the sacrament and the gravity of what you are entering into when you profess your vows at the altar. So this is a really great way to connect deeper with each other and to also prepare yourselves to receive the sacrament. Some diocese require as a part of marriage prep that you take an NFP course. Okay, so even if your diocese doesn't require it, I strongly and highly recommend that you take the time to learn NFP. So there are several different reasons for this, and there's a lot of podcasts that we've done about this with different guests that you can definitely go ahead and take a listen to later. But the reason that we encourage this is because if you find your need, yourself in the need to um, avoid having children right away for whatever reason, um, whatever grave reason that you have discerned would be better for you to not have children right away, you can have the tools in your toolbox to be able to do that either right away or later on down the line if so, if needed. Um, you can have that tool in your toolbox and you don't have to try to learn it um, on the fly when you actually need it. The next thing along with this is that NFP will also allow you to potentially diagnose any problems that you might have if you do experience infertility or do have any problems conceiving and sometimes even before you um, have problems like if you're tracking before you get married you can sometimes diagnose things way before you ever experience any sort of infertility or anything like that um, so it's a great tool to have in your toolbox it's a great method to be able to learn more about your body and your health and I just encourage you to um, 
definitely consider taking it even if it's not required um, because it definitely will help you and it will help ease your mind as well um, later on down the line if you happen to be breastfeeding a child and need to know a little bit about your body to be able to um, space out your children a little bit more. Um, so yeah, that is basically what I have to say about that. Um, so the next thing that I encourage you to do is to book your wedding venue. So your wedding venue is going to be the other space that you're going to have your wedding at. That's not your church, typically, unless you are booking your church's basement, which is totally fine. Um, but these are the other thing that is going to be booked out the farthest in advance and is going to be harder and harder to find the longer you wait. So booking your wedding venue right away will, will give you a space to be able to have your wedding and you won't have to worry about um, booking it later on down the line when less things are going to be available and making sure that you have um, just the ability to not worry about it. So that's the next thing is to book your wedding venue. And the next thing after that that typically books out really far in advance is the wedding photographer. And I encourage you to take a little bit of time with this one to figure out what photographer might be the best fit for you and your um, wedding and your personalities. Because um, not every photographer is going to be a great fit for you. They might take beautiful work, but you need to make sure that you're taking the time to... Um, look at their work, but also get to know them a little bit as a person because your photographer is going to potentially spend more time on your wedding day with you than your groom does. Okay, so we need to make sure that we are taking the time to get to know our photographer a little bit before we're booking them and finding the right fit. And believe me, as a photographer myself, we prefer you to shop around per se to find the right fit because we want to make sure that you have the best possible experience on your wedding day. So the next thing after that, so those are the big three, is the church, the photographer, and your venue. But obviously there are a lot of other vendors that you can book at this point as well. So whether that's your DJ, your wedding planner if you would like one, musicians, um, jeweler, so getting your rings done, talking to a florist and a baker, um, and booking all of those things too will help you to not stress out about it later. So just talking to them in, in advance, and even if for some reason some of them, um, like the florist or the cake, might not take orders that far out in advance, um, but if you talk to them, then you can know exactly when in your timeline you will need to actually um, book them out and you can make a note in your calendar to do it at that point. So making sure all of that is in line can definitely help you ease your anxiety and be more planned and put together. So I encourage you to do all of that. All right, so after that, Obviously, the next exciting thing is trying on your dresses. So you probably try on many dresses before you find the one, or you might try on one dress and that might be the one. So you never know how many dresses you're going to try on before it takes to find your dress. So you can set up some appointments at the bridal shops to be able to try on um, dresses. So this was one thing that I didn't realize when I got married because I was the first in my friend group to get married is that you need to have a 
appointment to be able to try on um, both dresses for yourself and for your bridal party members. So making sure that you set up those appointments to be able to do it are, is super helpful and will help you out a lot. After that is done, you can um, go ahead and ask your bridal party members if you haven't already done so. So asking whoever is going to be standing up at the altar with you to be your bridesmaid, um, you can go ahead and do that at this time. Um, that's really important to get done and out of the way right away so that those people can put your date on their calendar. Um, and then the last thing is to just take a breath and enjoy being engaged. So whether that's going out and having a party and celebrating with friends or family or just relaxing with you two um, or however you want to celebrate it to just enjoy being engaged because once you've done all of these things that I've listed out, you are pretty much set for quite a while to be able to just enjoy being engaged. Depending on how long your engagement is, you might not have that much time or you might have a lot of time to just enjoy. If your wedding is a year out after you get engaged, then you have plenty of time to be able to enjoy, plenty of time to be able to start thinking about decorations and all of that stuff. But for right now, as long as you book your vendors, as long as you start the process of finding your wedding dress, and as long as you start the marriage prep, you will be good to continue on and to good to just relax and enjoy. So this season of being engaged is a very important one, a very beautiful one, and there's so many different things that you're going to learn about yourself and about each other during this time. And I just encourage you to pray together, to um, just be intentional about spending time together and be intentional about spending time that is not necessarily wedding planning together because wedding planning um, is beautiful and it's fun, but to have some intentional time where you don't talk about the wedding, I think is really important because especially as a newly engaged person, it's so easy and so fun to get wrapped up in the wedding planning and to get wrapped up in all of the little details, but it's also really easy to have that consume your life and your conversations and to remember that you still are getting to know this person, you're still getting to learn to love this person even more every single day, and to take that time to have organic, beautiful conversations that don't revolve around the wedding is important in your growth together as you walk along this journey. So I know that I am praying for you. I'm so excited for you as you approach your wedding day, and I pray that God will bless you with many, many years together. So that's all I have for you um, for this episode. So God bless you. I will talk to you again soon. And I hope you have a beautiful and blessed engagement. I'll see you in the next episode. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. 
I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.